That's all right. We're we're back. Composerscape. And as usual, wow, fall used to be like the dead time for movies, didn't it? Uh, but now Marvel and That's a good even point. DC that have started, they're like, well, we're just going to just slide on into fall. Yeah. And and release some stuff. And um, well, this we been, got the... Yeah, big Disney, certainly, um, several years running big releases around the holidays. And, of course, after they picked up Star Wars, that became a thing. Mm-hmm. And so oh, it's the possible... Star Wars, yeah. It's possible that the execs with Disney are just... You know, they say, "Hey, it works. Let's let's just keep rolling on that. Let's release movies. No, it's not just them. Thanksgiving and Black Friday weekend and the holidays. Let's release movies. Christmas weekend. And it's a great idea. I want to say the the second Lord of the Rings movie really kicked that into gear. I remember going on Christmas night to watch. Like we were done with all the Christmas stuff, and I went to see the Two Towers. Mm. And it was great. The theater was packed." Uh, but not just Marvel. Um, a few years ago, Aquaman dropped um, the week or week a couple weeks before Christmas and made a billion dollars. So, oh, that's yeah. Right. yeah. And speaking of DC, before we get into, you know, I know y'all are here. Y'all probably already skipped because I do the chapter markers. Because you know what? We're cool. We're here. We're, we here at Composerscape are cool. <laughs> you put chapter markers so you can go right to the thing you watch. Right. You want to see. Um, uh, and we know you're probably already there trying to see if we're, uh, bitching and moaning about Toby and Andrew. Uh, we'll get to that Toby and Andrew and, and, and Willem Defoe and, um, and everybody. But first I got my soup shirt on and we got to talk about what today is. Today is the day four years ago that, uh, a little bitty motion picture dropped by the name of Justice League. And it was, and I found it, I, it wasn't really called that, but we all know that. Um, hmm. I found an old Facebook post of mine that uh, did not age well. It was the one where I was ranting about Rotten Tomatoes critics, which I still stand by that part, but it was inspired by the negative reviews for um, the Joss Whedon debacle. And that was one of those movies I really should have waited a few weeks or actually a couple months to let it sink in. <laughs> I should have gone back and watched Batman v Superman and then watched Justice League. And I would have been like, oh, no, wait, this is not good. This is not a good movie. It's not. Yeah. So, um, but that spawned two years after that, uh, two years ago on um, today in 2019, this episode being recorded on November 17th, um, a bunch of, it just happened over the course of a week. Zack Snyder on Vero, uh, which is pronounced like Mera from Aquaman, uh, was dropping these pictures from his version, from Zack Snyder's Justice League, uh, one a day. And today was Superman Day. It was the day, and I don't even remember, he posted a black black suit picture and everyone flipped out. But, uh, and this became this giant trending event. And little did we know is that behind the scenes, Today, two years ago, was when Zack Snyder, I don't know if he specifically got the call, but when he did get the call, they referenced this day two years ago. So this is the day, hmm. this is Snyder Cut Day. Okay. And I, I have, uh, I'll do just a couple quick quick shares here. Um, this was uh, very nerdy. This was my tweet, my first tweet that morning, because everyone had to go on and you were supposed to tweet 
released the Snyder Cut a bunch of times. Um, later in the day, released the Cinder Cut was tweeting, uh, trending uh, below this because pe- the, because autocorrect, I don't know why, because Snyder's not that uncommon of a name. Hmm. Um, but what really set it off, it, it started to wane as the day went, you know. People can only tweet it so many times, and then the algorithm picks up that the same people are tweeting it. And then Gal Gadot tweeted, and it blew up for a while. But a couple hours later, Ben Affleck jumped in, and that's when it exploded. And he he, he just did this, just released the Snyder Cut. And that was it. I think it finished the day um, north of 300-something thousand tweets. But... Yeah, and that's when it all happened, and we got the Snyder Cut, and, and we have it now. We can we can sit there and watch this epic movie. So today, they've been trying to twi- trend successfully, I might add, uh, restore the Snyderverse, um, and also um, kind of even just at bare minimum petitioning for them to release the Snyder Cut in IMAX. Just let us see it in a theater now. I mean, we right. can go to theaters, and from what I've seen from Dune, which we'll talk about when we talk about Dune, They've been posting pictures of how good it looks in the four three ratio, which is the same as Zack Snyder's Justice League. And my first question is, is like, okay, great. I would love to see Dune and IMAX. There's not an IMAX theater anywhere near here except Hartford. But why didn't HBO Max give us that option? Because I kind of want to see the whole picture too. Yeah. I don't care if the bars are on the side or on the top and the bottom. I just, I, I want to see what the director intended. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's that. And, um, that we, we weren't even talking about superhero movies that much then. There was no composer's scape. And I think I told you like a few months later that I was, I was like, I warned you. I was like, if you ever look at me on Twitter, you're going to see release the Snyder cut about, let me tell you what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that it happened is probably movie history. Uh, I can't imagine that um, anything of that nature is, is possible. I mean, I guess it's kind of like the Donner cut, except that the Donner cut wasn't pretty much done. The Snyder cut was right. The Donner cut, they <clears throat> spliced together what they could. Yep. It makes more sense than Superman two. It's definitely less terrible. I mean, I can't watch regular Superman two anymore because the Donner cut after seeing the so Donner much cut more like, yeah, more like the first, I wish. No, nah, that's blasphemy. I almost wish they could George Lucas it a bit and make it look as pretty as Superman one, but mm, mm. let's not let's not let's not go there. So are you let let and let's let's go back into the we're realm now. Transition then. I figure we're, we're going to talk about to the No Way Home. My uh, original favorite Marvel superhero. Yep. Um, I mean that was like literally my only favorite marvel that's like the only one i liked <laughs> the hulk kind of freaked me out when i was a teenager or have know, we never younger, had that so conversation I, I don't think we ever have that uh, i know, believe if, we had some debates well, in college i believe we had a very epic debate at a mcdonald's about who would win um wolverine no, versus no, um not those kind of kind of, the, not the, who Superman, would win in a yeah. fight i just mean you know if you if you're picking favorites um, mm. If you had a preference and you just mentioned this in passing um, with uh, presumably Spider-Man being a before. Yeah. Kind of a front runner. It's a little harder to pick now. Marvel's exposed me to a bunch of characters I weren't really familiar with. And I'm right. leaning towards probably Logan. Hmm. Um, just because he's just so deep. 
So Spider-Man, though. Sp- yeah, Ugh, Spider-Man's top. always... Go ahead. ahead. Who's yours? Well, yeah, you, you're only allowed to purchase... You're no longer allowed to purchase Avengers or... Uh, well, X-Men is tough because... Well, see, that's I the don't thing. Know, they got is, solo. You're no longer to, able to purchase a non-solo comics, and you can only get one for the rest of your life. Right. Who, which Marvel? Yeah, Desert Island. Do you do? Right. You, you, you're trapped yep, on a desert yep. island. You can only we'll do it for DC, which is usually um, easier for most people. Well, no, I, I, I feel like um, Spider-Man's an easy call there, and yeah. um, you know, people listening to this podcast, maybe you've spent some time thinking about this. Maybe you've listened to other people talk about it. Um, Spider-Man's always been a little bit unique in the realm of superheroes because, and Stan Lee is pretty famous for talking about this in some interviews. You can get out there probably on YouTube or on the internet and find some interviews of him talking about this fact that Spider-Man has always been, yes, he has superpowers. Yes. It's a comic book, right? It is a fantasy fictional kind of universe and he can do things that are impossible. But when you, when it comes down to it, he's a real guy that has real problems. He pays his bills. He's late on his rent. He, you know, people are yelling at him. He's having a hard time getting to class on time and he's just got real problems. Mm-hmm. And, and plus he's at most a college kid. So he actually was the one character that, really spoke like you're reading this comic book at the age when you read the most, although I've read more comic books at 48 than I ever did when I was a teenager. (laughs) And it's like, Oh good. This could be me. Cool. Right. And he, he's not wealthy. He's not Tony Stark. He's not Bruce Wayne. He's not Superman. He's not invulnerable. Right. Again, he can do some pretty fantastic things, but he's not bulletproof. He gets injured. Boy, he he can take a hit. Can. Um, (laughs) And so we'll see that in the trailer. <laughs> he's he's as much of an average Joe as you can kind of get and be a superhero, unless you're talking about somebody like I don't know Daredevil, you know, someone who's uh, on the superpower scale, maybe a little less superpowered, right? I mean, there's definitely vigilante style characters like a Hawkeye or somebody like that. That's just a yeah, not mere vanilla mortal, sure. but. Daredevil's story just alone um, is just so gritty and part of the appeal of Spider-Man to me. And it's what's really interesting about this. You and I in passing on multiple occasions have made reference to um, a fantasy book series by Jim Butcher talking about the Dresden files who has claimed on many occasions that Spider-Man's a big inspiration for that character Hmm. because he takes a beating and has every reason in the world to just hang it up. And say, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm done. Right? I'm broke. This thankless job. Everyone hates me. And in the end, he's just trying to do the right thing. Right? He's you got every what? reason I in the world like... to not do it. And yet he's just the kind of, he's got a heart of gold. He wants to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And he's got these things in his past that motivate him, right? To want to stay on this right this path. This is interesting. And, so there's a lot to that, I think, that just appeals to people in a very different way than someone like Superman or the Flash or, you know. Right, some... but hold on. Before you say, I, I got to interject one thing, and you just made me realize this. The DC equivalent, and I'm going to use a line from Zack Snyder's Justice League. The mm-hmm. Flash asks Bruce Wayne, what's oh. your superpower? Yeah. And he goes, I'm rich. I'm rich. So if you only consider that his superpower, 
because he has no powers unlike Spider-Man. Right. Then, yeah, Batman takes a beating. All Like, True. literally, you can't read three Batman comics before he's bloody. Right. And they're like, now I've got you, you're dead. And there's one where Batman's like, you know what? I've been told that, like, pretty much every other week for my entire existence. Mm-hmm. It's not, didn't happen then. It's not going to happen now. But, yeah, right. he's and he's his past is just as warped as... But again, so, Bruce that, Wayne that, does not have to get up and go to work the next day. He's not late on his rent. And the cops are on his side, presumably, right? At least Gordon is, right? He's not hunted. I mean, there's that's been depicted here and there, right? Like they're going to see, you know, well, some cop the, gets a fire the lit on him. They're going to try to track him. him down. But literally... Spider-Man, every time he turns around, the papers hate him. Jameson at the bugle, right? Throwing his name through the mud. The cops are trying to arrest him for being a vigilante, right? Like every, why does he still do it? Why does he go out every night and do it? Because he wants to do the right thing. And last but not least is his sense of humor. And maybe that's just me personally. really nailed that. His yeah, um, the the sardonic sarcasm that this kind of reflexive um, snark, but also nerdy, and, like very like yeah, you, you it's like the he like Spider Man as a young person kind of invented the dad joke kind of it's like, yeah, well, and this th- this has been stated I think in some of the stories and some of the authors people that have written him have pointed this out several times and again it's one of those things that I think Jim Butcher borrowed very heavily on with the Harry Dresden character which is that in the face of a superior power, something that just frankly scares the crap out of him, Peter starts to run his mouth. It's a defense mechanism. It's a way he has of as often as possible. He's just going to snark the villain into making a mistake and which often right, works. One for more, him. and one more quick one. <clears throat> I don't know if this will be quick, but I'll try it. I got mine. Let's see yours. Um, uh, movies, and we'll just do the three, not the 70s ones or anything, unless you really want to go there. Um, your favorite Spider-Man actor. Or you can rank all three. And you can also preface that with it's really close if you want, or it's not. I don't know. It's hard to do, frankly. Try to do it quick. Well, just throw them out. Um... Toby McGuire made a better Peter Parker than Agreed. Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield, mm-hmm. in my opinion, made a better Spider-Man than Toby McGuire did. On that. And in my opinion, The Amazing Spider-Man, the films with Andrew Garfield, are the only... Uh, no, I take that back. That That's my opinion on those films. I enjoyed them all. Um, thus far, Tom Holland has made a really excellent... Peter Parker and an excellent Spider-Man and is the only one so far that has gotten the sort of banter, the snark mid fight. Right. In my opinion, some of the lines he had in civil war, um, you know, the, the third captain America movie when he's mouthing off at Bucky and Falcon. He never should have put that in the trailer. Oh, well, imagine the theaters. Yeah, that, that would have been like no one knew. And it was like, bam, well, Spider-Man. Out of them. Um, and I know it been, would have been impossible, but there's been some others um, right in Far From Home. 
Um, it's, it's still not exactly like it is depicted in the comics and you Mm -hmm. essentially need a joke writer. Um, like you said, you need somebody to write bad jokes, um, for Sam Raimi. Yeah. Um, but I mean, this is the guy that did evil dead. Someone was like, sure. Where's Bruce Campbell in no way home. I was like, he's not, he'll probably be in the multiverse of madness. The one Sam Raimi's directing. I hope so. I hope so. (laughs) So, um, you know, at the end of the day, I still feel like that's one element that has never been perfectly captured in any of the movies, but Tom Holland's the writing for his version has gotten closest. Um, but I think, I feel like. Uh, the only last thing I'll say about it is Tom Holland's version of Spider-Man. And we've mentioned this in previous episodes, I think with the Avengers films and the MCU, they've borrowed a lot more heavily from the ultimate Spider-Man comics from this version mm-hmm. of Spider-Man who really got a big leg up from, from shield and Tony Stark, the tech that he utilizes. I right. I mean, you know, the other movies, much more true to his roots where he just kind of bootstrapped himself into being a superhero and, you know, doesn't have armor and... So, we have discussed Spider-Man. Let's uh, let's not let's not drag that out anymore. Let's uh, because there's actually things to talk about in this trailer. That when I first saw it, I was like, hmm. But there's some tricks to it. So, are you ready for this? Yeah, I, I let it roll. It's fine. Yep. Trust me, it's more exciting than you think. Okay. You just don't realize it yet. Apparently. Hello, loud intro. Ever since I got bit by that spider, I've only had one week where my life has felt normal. That was when you found out. Looks like it's picking up right where it left off. Mm-hmm. When you botched that spell where you wanted everyone to forget the Peter Parker Spider-Man. started getting some visitors <laughs> yes from every universe so. hello peter you're not peter parker I'm sorry, what was your name again? Dr. Otto Octavius. <laughs> I liked this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, seriously, what's your actual name? There are others out there. We need to send them back. So, Scooby-Doo this crap. You know, all this is kind of your mess. I know a couple of magic words myself, starting with the word please. It's the best part of please. the trailer right there. Scooby-Doo this crap. <laughs> well... Flying out into the darkness to fight ghosts. What do you mean? They all die fighting Spider-Man. It's their fate. I'm sorry, kid. Yeah, me too. Don't. (laughs) 
But there has to be another win. There isn't. They're a danger to our universe. You're not gonna take this away from me. Right? No, not yet. Peter. You're struggling. Damn it. You want yes. while the world tries to make you choose. This is all my fault. This for save everyone. Right here. Yeah. Same man. Notice that two of the villains are not going towards him. Remember that. Pin it. This also. Mm-hmm. Look familiar? Yeah, sure. They're starting to come through, and I can't stop them. December 17th, exclusively at movie theaters. Tickets on... Yeah, yeah, we know exclusively at movie theaters. So, I feel like, let me just say, before you say anything, that most of the reveals, I'll say that in air quotes, have already been spoiled along the way from... The villains. Posters and trailers and leaks and rumors and all of this stuff. None of it seems like much of a surprise. Right. But <laughs> what everyone wanted, you hear my dog whining in mm. the next room, I assume. Yeah, yeah. What everyone wanted was everyone, and I don't know why they expect this, but they expected toby and andrew to show up in the trailer Mm -hmm. right right and all right so at this point i'm just like let's be real if you got willem dafoe and um and oh my god i'm literally for electro i'll just see their villain names electro and sandman and it looks like two different green goblins maybe just one and he has the helmet off jamie fox where you talking fox yeah yeah, and Dr. Octopus, and it appears like Doc Ock is going to be on their side, because remember, he's the one villain in all of Spider-Man, I don't know, Sandman kind of did, that kind of had a redemption arc, mm-hmm. even though Doc Ock died at the end. And I get the feeling he's going to be like, no, I'm cool with going back and, and being redeemed. But did you notice in the big fight, the first thing you saw was that that fire come out, those rings of fire, that looks like his... uh. What you do, yeah, yeah, the fusion, fusion reactor. Fusion reactor. Now for the stuff people spotted. Are you ready for this? Okay. That thing that I said put a pin in. There are three villains they're showing. They're showing Electro and Sandman and Lizard Man. Lizard and the Lizard. Uh, is that isn't the Duck, Lizard? Duck and, Connors. Um, yeah, Kirk Connors. Yeah, and the um, Sandman. Uh, Tom Holland is going up in the middle, mm-hmm. right? And Lizard and um, Electro are coming in. Well, I'm trying to get this right. I got to do this right. Like, like this. You know what? It's going to flip that, isn't it? Like this. Mm-hmm. But Spider-Man's here. Where are they going? And then if you slow down the trailer, and we can't do it with this uh, low-quality one, you will notice that Lizard-Man goes, who punched him? You remember the Infinity War trailer? When it showed all of them running to fight in Wakanda, who was there in that trailer? In the trailer, not the movie. I don't remember. The Hulk. Go back and watch the trailer. Okay. This is not the first time Marvel has Oh, done a switcheroo, little bait and switch. Yeah. So the theory is, and also if you look at the CGI for that particular clip, people have noted that the CGI is pretty bad. 
Huh. Like if you look at it in high res. All right. Well, so the theory is, is that it's a bait it's and switch. It's, it's a rope a dope. It's all three. It's a web a dope. And notice we've only been given five of the sinister six. What the hell would happen if Tom Hardy shows up in this damn thing? If freaking Venom is Well, dead. Venom's not one of the Sinister Six. Um, Mysterio I I is actually who you're who you're ooh. failing to account for. Um, well, it could also be Vulture. He's alive. Well, sure. And that's the ridiculous irony of the Sinister Six is that there's been as many as like eight or nine of those guys at one point with well that's what they get for Doc Ock themselves and that. Electro and Mysterio the Rhino um, I don't think mm -hmm. Lizard is actually I don't know that he's really counted amongst the ranks of the Sinister well, Sticks but you've got like right. that and they want to use villains they've um, used before I think who am I leaving out the Goblin obviously Green Goblin um, yeah gosh there's probably been maybe as many as 10 different villains have been Sinister and Sticks. then and then this may be really cool for the uh, Amazing Spider-Man fans, the Andrew Garfield fans. I love this theory, and and it's such a good theory that, one, I think it's obvious. And this will actually be something I'm disappointed. If Andrew Garfield's in the movie and this doesn't happen, I will uh, admittedly be disappointed. So this is one of the – when they show clearly, clearly MJ is falling mm -hmm. in the, exactly the same way Gwen Stacy did. Mm -hmm. And he's – Instantly doing it the wrong way to save her. This is Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker's chance at redemption. Right. He's going to swoop in and save her. Well, guaranteed. It has to. Isn't that perfect? Wouldn't that like redeem him? That's where we left the poor guy. They never gave him his third freaking movie. So right. he's left as um, he lost his girlfriend. There's still a lot that we don't know about mm -hmm. what the actual crisis is. It's got something to do. It revolves somehow around um, Doctor Strange, this spell that Peter has him cast to try to make everyone forget that he's Peter Parker. And obviously that goes wrong. The trailers have already yep. spoiled that for us. Um, well, I've been reading the Dresden books. Yeah, you know how hard it is with this. That looks like a magic circle spell, and those are very easy to mess up. Oh, sure. Um, but in the first trailer, we had a scene. They gave us a scene yep. where Peter's like, wait a minute, can you make my suit a different color? Or can you just leave Aunt May out of it? Or like he, he starts giving all of these qualifiers and caveats and saying Dr. Strange is like, shut up, stop. You're going to screw up the spell. magic enhanced black suit. Well, but yeah, he, he screwed up the, well, he's really going with that. He's the one that made the, it's, I think this is going to be like a civil war type situation. Like whose side do you take? Maybe. Because Doctor Strange was immediately like, you screwed up the smell. It's like, well, you were casting it, dumbass. Why did you let him in the room? Did he have to be there? Um, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, there's going to be a, I don't know. But at this point, now, other shows, they're probably going to speculate. And at this point, I worry that too much speculation leads to, like, some things will get right or we'll come up with this, like, really great idea, like my Andrew Garfield saving MJ thing, which I didn't come up with. I've, everyone's been hoping for that. Right. Um, then it ends up becoming a spoiler, even though it wasn't spoiled. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, well, all I was pointing out is that there's some clear crisis happening with Dr. Strange mm -hmm. in the movie. And we, what we don't know anything about is what, you know, it's, they, they, it's a, it's a Marvel film. It's a superhero movie. Someone has to save the world. And so what, 
Sorry, my dog burped really loudly. Oh, just... thank, thanks, dog. Yes, yeah. Um, and that was interesting because um, was this the movie we were talking about that's like, who's the bad guy? And now we got yeah. at least five of them. Right. So um, really looking forward to it. Yes. I, I don't want to speculate that's... anymore. We're rapidly approaching a threshold where I, I don't, don't think we're going to talk about it again. I don't want to talk time. about it anymore. I don't want to see any more trailers. Yep. Stop spoiling yeah. the movie for me. Well, this movie's been a little light in trailers, but a lot of people are worried. And I, this is the last thing I'll say is that if Toby and Andrew are in the movie, there was a mistake that was made with Justice League. And I'm going to bring it up because literally it's November 17th. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and they admitted this. And the stupidest thing they did is to not put in the trailer the worst kept secret about that movie. And if this is, if they really think we're going to be surprised when they show up, or if, if they don't, you know what people will be surprised by? If they don't show up. Oh. If they're not in the movie. Or if they pull a, a I won't, Force Awakens. I won't be And they just show up at the know. end and smile yeah. at you well, from a point. But I mean. This is a Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. Now, obviously, they've pulled in right, all of these also, other actors. But I think, yeah, I think that's what you were alluding to earlier is. Come on, people. Let's temper your expectations a little bit. Right. Um, but if they're in the movie, don't make the Justice League mistake. Everyone knew Superman was coming back. It was literally in the right before the credits rolled in BVS. You oh, saw sure. us there, there yeah, yeah. clearly not putting him in the trailers was disastrous. <clears throat> okay. Disastrous. Everyone knew he was in the damn movie. Henry well, Cavill. It was obvious. You don't put a, you don't have a Justice League movie without Superman. That's just the way it is. But anyway, we we're running low on time, yeah. and I I have been dying for this part because every other Marvel movie we've seen, I've gotten a text when you came out of the theater, and I'm a little worried about this one because my reaction to the Eternals was hell yeah, and your reaction has been silence. Oh. So let's dive right into. Yeah, we'll have to keep the this short. Athena movie. I don't. I don't have. That's what it's being named for now. I don't, I don't have a ton of time, so I, I'm going to keep this short. And Let's sweet. do it. Um, I don't have a deep, expansive knowledge of the source material, and we talked about that a little bit. But I'm guilty of this, at least in preparation for the movie coming out. I started reading some of the more well-known. Um, story arc Kirby's, yep, yeah, and read the Those old really weird, ones, they? and they're all weird. Make no mistake, the Eternals. My first and foremost um, opinion on this is that it was a strange choice for MCU to pick this title to introduce into the cinematic universe. What an odd choice! It's weird, and. Not to, not, not, I'm, uh, let me finish my train of thought Spoilers. Here. So. I just want to say that. Spoilers from now on. Yeah. So. I can't talk about it without spoilers. Um, not that I'm dissing on the Eternals. There's some pretty interesting characters there and some interesting ideas. And Wait, they definitely comics tie in. Or yeah, the no. comics. Okay. Um, and they, t and it's weird. there's been many times where they tie into other 
popular titles, the Avengers, right? And even the X-Men and, and different, you know, cro- different characters have appeared and, and crossed over with other stories. Of course, we got the introduction of the Black Knight um, at the end of this, because that's a very real element in the source material from the comics with Circe. Um, so Chloe Zhao said whose voice it was. Um, You're right. Okay. Well, it's Blade. All, I guess all I was going to say is that the, the Eternals are not a household name. Not the way that Neither Iron Man and the Hulk. And yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. I kind of felt the same way when that first came out, but they did it so well. Really, really well. And I'm not saying so, that the Eternals wasn't right. done well. He, let right. me finish my Throw your thought. comic books away. So okay. um, we have brought this up several times on this podcast that um, up until this point, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has done a really, really fine job of being simultaneously faithful to the source material while updating some things here and there and making kind of modernizing or kind of bringing some elements um, of the source material, present it in a slightly different way, present things in a way that ties it in nicely to everything else happening in the universe, right in the scope of all of the other stories. And this was a huge departure from the source material, significant departure That's from fine. the source material. I... And I'm not necessarily passing judgment on it for that reason. I'm just pointing out that it was one of the elements of the film that kind of, I left the theater scratching my head a little bit, thinking why I didn't understand what their motivations were um, for changing a lot about the characters, their origins, um, the well, characters I think you just said their motivation. Those comic, I mean, I love Kirby. I mean, I love the Kirby characters. They're probably, some of them are even more, I mean, didn't Kirby invent freaking Darkseid and Thanos? Well, I mean, and I, to, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that. No, they, no, no. But what I'm saying they, is those comics are weird. Could well, you imagine if they would have done their This wasn't any MCU? less weird. Not in my opinion. But, okay. It was just different. It was right. still weird. All right. Hold on. So now let me give you, and this was almost immediately when the descriptions of it and the stupid Rotten Tomatoes reviews started coming out, you know, who started getting really interested in this movie? A bunch of Zack Snyder DCEU fans. Okay. They're like, cause this movie is going to be like one, it's a, um, what do they call it? A, uh, where they take your heroes and they uh, kind of break them down. Uh, they, uh, they're not perfect. Sully them. They, they expose their flaws and, and expose the fact yeah. that they're not perfect. And yeah, sure. the Icarus storyline was amazing. It was good. It was. And, it was well done. And and also uh, Makari and um, uh, I keep calling him Druid. Uh, Druid. Druid. Especially Druig. Uh, I mean, this was this was Thor purposely made itself not mythic. They had a scene where he explains that it's not magic, it's science, and anything you don't understand. And then, and then it's like, are you really a god or not? And it's been waffling in all the Thor movies. Oh, I think sure. Taika Waititi actually said, "Yes, we're gods," but are they? No, um, <laughs> definitely but not. This well, actually, don't tell a Thor writer that, or he will flip out. No, 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 no. The Eternals. Current Thor writer is like, he is absolutely a god. But this movie introduced the gods' gods, the Celestials. Yeah. And this was the, 
we, Guardians of the Galaxy gave us space. Um, Doctor Strange finally gave us magic. And this movie gave us myth, mythic, myth, mythology. I mean, yeah. when the, at the very at the very end, you think this is about to be a oh we're about he's about to tell um, um, what what Cersei about is uh, the fact that he's he, he has this history that his uh, great 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 grandfather was the Black Knight yeah and he's this and he's got this cursed sword he's about to tell her all this and then she freaking disappears That's right. and the freaking celestial appears in the sky and that was badass and it's like oh wow they can pull off Galactus. Yeah, and the movie was beautiful, and oh my, and Thena, Angelina Jolie, holy crap, that was also. I mean, just and it was just such. They just tear them all down. I mean, none of them have it good, right? And it was, it it seemed like it belonged in the DC universe more. It wasn't your classic Marvel. I mean, it was funny. Um but at the same time, it was a bit of a tragedy. Tragedy. Uh, the plot twists were some of the best plot twists there've been in the MCU, and they were completely like the Icarus thing. Wow, I'm going to put that third behind. Um, well, I don't know if you can count the boys. You kind of knew he was a bad guy from the beginning, but uh, you know, um, what's it called? Uh, Invincible. I mean, Icarus <clears throat> became that guy, and then he flew off into the sun. But I have a feeling that didn't kill him. Will they redeem him? But, uh, yeah, so that's my, and I figured this is what, what it was going to be is they kind of gave us a view of what, and good for Marvel. Cause sometimes like you heard Patty Jenkins has in, I don't want to say walked away, but they're calling it indefinitely delayed the rogue squadron movie, the star Wars movie. Mm. Because, um, and the, it's, uh, in essence, uh, it, um, conflict of uh, vision conflict. In other words, they're telling her, you have to do this and this and this in a Star Wars movie, and Patty Jenkins is like, no, bye-bye. She's going to go back and direct Wonder Woman 3, hopefully not with Jeff Johns writing. But yeah. So that that that's interesting. That's exactly what I happened. So this is one, and actually everything we talked about tonight, I would love to hear. We got more people watching. Let's get some comments on this stuff. So what do you think of that, the mythic thing, if you got a minute? I don't. Um, if you, um, and I, I hate to maybe, I don't know if you want to edit some of this. I hate to break up the continuity of the episode. I have to go. There's um, no continuity. Uh, so, um, and action. Uh, I enjoyed the movie. I did. I, I don't mean to give anyone the impression that I didn't enjoy it. Um, it's in a very different way than my response to black widow was that was fun, but definitely not going to be the first thing I reach for on a, you know, rainy day. Definitely watch. Um, I mean, I, I will watch it again when it comes out, when it hits streaming. Um, but it's just, it, it does not rise to the top of, um, some of my other favorites among the MCU. That's all. And what about your, uh, real quick before you, I'm actually going to, uh, your, uh, how does it affect your 2021 superhero list? Last we left off, I believe you were Shang-Chi, Zack Snyder's Justice League, and then the rest. Where does it fit in there? Did it, did it pass Shang-Chi or is it behind Shang-Chi? Oh, it's definitely behind Shang-Chi. Yeah. I just rewatched Shang-Chi over the weekend 
since they released yeah. it on uh, Disney Plus. Damn, I wish my and, wife uh, didn't have so much school work. Yeah, so I think good. she hadn't seen it yet. It was so much fun. Yeah, all right. I, I still Zach first, um, Shang Chi, and but Eternals has passed the Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. um, just because I feel like a bit more substance. The depth of that story is yes. a lot. So to see. let me say this, and this is going to sound like a very backhanded compliment. Maybe this is sort of I, I, maybe that's the wrong way to put it, but um, I think one of the only complaints that I read from critics that resonated with me that made any sense is the fact that when you take a cast this large, you've got this number of characters, and they've been alive they for thousands. <laughs> they, they've been alive for thousands of years. You've clearly got a ton of baggage and backstory and trying to squeeze that in. The movie was still like two hours and 40 minutes, two hours and 45 minutes long, but still there were things lingering in the movie where it was like, yeah, what's, what's going on between those two and what, what happened there? And why haven't, why aren't we getting any of the backlog of interaction with these folks? Have they just been ignoring each other for the last and right. You follow me. It wasn't I really feel like sufficient. they can use the same formula. Well, in this, it, and if they don't make a sequel, I feel like this is one of those that started off. One, it seemed very successful, and it's it's made a good amount of money. Uh, still pandemic pending, but I feel like this is one of those that, like BVS, is going to just kind of sit with people, and people are going to keep talking about it, maybe, and talking about it. And then if they don't start announcing that sequel soon, people are going to be like, "Where is our eternal sequel? We want to know about Druig and Makari." Let's be mm-hmm. real. All right, this is the last thing, and I love this. Someone pointed this out. in the When they first introduced Makari, uh, one of the – it's in Egypt or – no, it's in Babylon. The sketchy traders start talking about her, and she's like, I may be deaf, but I can feel the vibrations of what you're saying. Mm. So very close to the end of the movie when Druig and Makari are reunited, and Druig comes up and says something like, uh, beautiful Makari, who he doesn't sign it. And she smiles. It's because she felt the vibration. So clearly, they 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 are uh, they are a thing. If yeah. that's what you're talking about. Well, just one example. And that the actor that played Macari said yes. A lot of stuff was left on the cutting room floor, but that from what she's heard, that will be continued. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, especially because right now the only Eternals we got left are Athena, Macari, and Druig, right? And now Thanos's brother. Right. <laughs> that was funny. But the blade thing, that surprised me. I really, at first I thought it was Nick Fury, but then as I got it from the chair and walked out, I was like, no, 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 I think that was Doctor Strange. But then, uh, I don't quote me on this, it may be a made-up quote, but Chloe Zhao said it was it was Blade. Not surprising. With, and maybe he'll teach him how to use the sword. Yeah. All right, so that was it. Let's get. Let's let you go play with your, your sleepy. Here's my puppy, and I can tell you I'm going to put a chapter when this dog was brought in, and I want to see how many views increase. Look at her. She's like, I am so tired. Why am I here? So this was Composerscape episode Who Knows What, hosted by Jess Hendricks, Scott Hall, and Love Bug, the bugbear. And we will be back actually probably sooner than later because mm-hmm. we really want to break down Dune. So you could go back and do a, uh, finish that up. Holiday episode. We'll do something over Thanksgiving weekend. Ooh, definitely. Okay. All right. So like, subscribe, and tell all your friends. Bug says bye. <laughs> Here's Yeah.